Hey, hey, welcome back to the podcast. And today we're talking about how content can make you the expert in your field. You know, I love talking about this. So let's get into it. Welcome to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. I'm your host, Suze Chadwick, founder, author, speaker, and bold branding and business coach. Right here on this podcast, you'll learn how to create an epic brand, profitable business, get marketing savvy, and we'll help you find the confidence to step up as the CEO to scale and grow. Ready? Let's go. Hey there, gorgeous, amazing, beautiful individual. I hope that you are doing well. Isn't that nice? That's always nice to hear, isn't it? No matter where you are, what you're doing, how you look, I just want to let you know that I think you're awesome. You're friggin' awesome. Whatever it is you're doing, just know that. So today, you can own it. (laughs) I am here for you. Listen, today I am talking with Claire Winter, who I did meet on Clubhouse and I've been on her podcast and we had such a great conversation. She is a copywriter and content creator. She also specializes in PR, which we don't get into too much today, but I really wanted to have her on the podcast. Um, And just a little bit about her is that she is the host of the Cracking Content podcast and she's a trainer and coach. She is passionate about helping coaches and creative entrepreneurs to amplify their expertise through storytelling, content and PR so that they can get more sales and make a bigger impact through one-on-one coaching, digital courses and her membership. She currently writes for all 41 family magazines that cover the UK, which reach 9 million parents a year. She has been a content creator for 20 years and helped thousands of business owners get more sales with their content marketing, which is pretty amazing. She also runs a Facebook community called Cracking Content where she shares writing content and PR tips. We will have obviously all of her links in the show notes, but I'm super excited to dive into this conversation as well, talking all things content, which, you know, is something that is what we do. That's what I'm doing right here is creating content. And then we repurpose the podcast into videos for Instagram, quotes, show notes, blog posts. It's all about content, isn't it? And the more you create great content, the more it positions you as a leader as well. So I am looking forward to this conversation. Anyway, I am going to stop nattering and we are going to dive into this week's episode. Claire, welcome to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. Hello. So good to have you. We met on Clubhouse and then I was on your podcast and we've just been nattering away for the last 10 minutes and we're both like, we we need to actually record this podcast. So I'm super excited to talk to you. I could talk to you about things that are not business for a really long time, but I don't think my listeners would appreciate that conversation. <laughs> you sure? <laughs> so no, good. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I'm, yeah, let's, yeah, let's get let's to it. Let's dive in. I know. And so, uh, Claire, today we're going to be talking about how content can make you the expert, which is a topic that I'm super passionate about. My listeners know I talk about thought leadership, building your personal brand, you know, being known for something. And so, Let's dive in a little bit. Like, how did you get started doing what you're doing? And why do you or how are you using content to help yourself and your clients? 
Oh, some good questions there. Thank you. So I've been, I'm a trained journalist. So I started my career at ITN um, here in the UK. Um, what does that stand uh, for? Yeah, it's independent television news. So it's the commercial news station here in the UK. So you've got the BBC and ITN is kind of um, the their opposite, but there's commercials in between. Yeah. Yeah. And so you were writing for them? Yeah, so I worked on their radio station. Um, they had a 24-hour radio station. Um, they also have um, a talk station called LBC, which is still, um, it's become very popular during lockdown. A lot of people are listening to it. So it's like a talking news program. So um, yeah, so radio and TV. And then I worked in TV production. I went over to work on um, breakfast TV as well. So it was all writing the news. So I was used to Amazing. headlines, fast-paced, fast-paced stuff. Um, mm. So that was great. Um, but then, uh, you know, life happens, you meet a man, you fall in love, you have a baby, all that stuff. So um, I moved to a leafy Berkshire here in the UK. Nice. Um, and um, I ended up doing some PR stuff in local government, um, which was interesting, actually, but not really, um, not really where my kind of passion lay. And then I got the opportunity to buy a magazine so wow how random well I wrote to them so I was working and I was like I really want to get back into journalism Mm. and so I just wrote to the owner um and they and I still work for them weirdly I still write their national content um they're called families magazines and they've got one in like every county Mm -hmm. here in the UK like so they have so there's 42 in total Mm. so I wrote to the owner and just said, hey, do you want me to write some stuff for you? And she's like, no, I want someone to buy it, actually. And I was like, oh, okay. Said so to my husband, I want to buy a magazine. And that, and the rest was history. So I ran that. I was the editor and owner of that magazine for eight years. Amazing. How yeah. random. What an opportunity. And so what was that like running the magazine? Oh, I loved it. Yeah. So that's that's content, right? So we had yeah. a digital platform in the good old days when you could get Facebook likes really easily. Uh, <laughs> remember those? Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. So we had the print magazine. We had Families Online, which still exists as well. Um, they're kind of separate entities now. And and the social channels. So that's what I did. I created content for people. We did, we did campaigns in print, online. And um, uh, on social media, so, yeah. yeah. And was so, it a steep learning curve, or did you did was it natural for you? I think it was natural for me because I was used to being in a newsroom. I was used, to, and also in my job in job in local government, I was creating the internal publications. So mm-hmm. what it was like, I went to broadcast, then I was working on internal and external magazines, essentially mm-hmm. for local government. And then I went to running my own magazine. So it was like a really nice segue into, you know, it it did all make sense, if you know what I mean. Um, So, yeah, I absolutely loved it because I had three little kids. I mean, you know, I built a shed quarters, which I'm still in. You you won't won't be able to see. I love it. (laughs) I built a shed quarters. So that's 10 years old. And I just, yeah, made stuff happen. I just said, this is what I'm going to do. And I grew a a virtual team. Yeah. To help me. I had local women distributing it. I had a salesperson. I had, you know, did did all of that stuff. But I was still, you know, probably had about 100 clients in issue. It was a busy, you know, it was 
Busy, and were but you it was... writing or was you had other people writing for you at that um, stage? I used to write too. I used to write too. But yeah, I used to get people to write for me too. So I was there. Yeah, I'd, I'd edit it, but I'd also write features too. So it was a mix really. Yeah. Amazing. And so once you gave that up and then you decided to start your own business now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And so how long right. ago was that? Um, that was nearly four years ago. So, yeah. And so I started off, um, your kids get bigger. I'd really d- done as much as I could with that business. It was really successful. And but it was busy and I wanted to I wanted to sell it to to women who could do it in a partnership. I thought that would be a really good thing. And again, uh, you know, I came across someone who was like, yeah, me and my business partner want to buy the magazine. So it, I, I love it when you get that synchronicity. So yeah. so that was cool. Yeah. So then I set up my business and I originally um, started off writing copy for other people. So like writing blogs and newsletters and things like that. And it soon came clear to me that actually entrepreneurs need to learn how to do this stuff themselves you might outsource outsource it at some point and some people just immediately go it's not my jam I need someone to help me with this but for me I think the words that you say matter and a copywriter can help you shape them and make them better Um, but I believe um, your authentic voice is really really important and that's really what I'm about is helping entrepreneurs find their voice find their uniqueness and um, share it with their content that they create and also pitch to the media. But great, con- great content comes first, I think, because I've been on to each side of the fence, you know, like, so if I'm looking for a great writer, like, you know, or someone who, to talk about brand building like yourself, I'm going to go check out your website, your blogs, your podcasts, and then I'm going to be like, yeah, I want her to write something for me or do something for me. So I think this is what people need to understand is that, it's a 360 approach almost that, you know, great content establishes you as an expert and then enables you to reach out to a wider audience. Yeah, absolutely. That's so good. And so when you moved into your own business and you started to work with entrepreneurs, because I assume you weren't working with them when it came to the family magazine or were you? Well, I was really, weirdly, because because, uh, it was all... um, that's what I loved about it it was women that had set up football schools um you know cooking schools ballet classes so actually it was most it was mainly women I have to say who had side hustles who were like do you know what I've got kids at home I'm really good at art I'm going to set up mini monets and teach you know teach little kids how to paint or so actually the magazine was full of you know not digital entrepreneurs because a lot of them weren't you know, this is quite a long time ago, but they were starting to use social media um, and online and stuff to promote their businesses. And obviously that's what we help them do. So actually they were entrepreneurs, but not the kind of entrepreneurs I work with now really. But so, um, yeah, so that's quite interesting. Yeah. I think, I think the world is full of people who've got great ideas and it's just being able to implement them. And now, obviously, because we've had such an interesting year, digital has just been where everyone has gone. Yeah, but before, absolutely. Yeah, before people could do the in-person workshops and all that stuff. So we've, we've fast-forwarded 
massively in terms of the provision of digital courses you know people that had never heard of zoom are now teaching how to make sourdough bread on zoom you know (laughs) yeah absolutely and I always say I was um, in a corporate job like a few years ago and I've been using zoom for years and I used to say to them all the time you've got to get on zoom you've got to get on zoom and they were like yeah 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 said to my husband geez I wish I'd invested in zoom back when I started before everybody was using it that would have that would have been a nice little cash cow but anyway we digress <laughs> yeah i agree with you i agree with you if you've been using zoom to um educate and teach people on your courses and stuff for a few years and now you're like why did it i i know <laughs> and, uh, but yeah exactly so for me we're all broadcasters so i went i came from a formal broadcasting background and i think what's happened in the last 10 years is suddenly social media and podcasting has enabled us to to be a voice yeah and and that's what's powerful about content and that's why your voice matters because you can literally share it with your opinion with a lot of people and you can use content to do that and I think that's what's powerful um you know about that and it's exciting as well yeah, absolutely. I'm 100% with you. I'm about all the things. I'm about clubhouse and podcasting and I've got somebody doing some SEO blogging, like blog writing for me now and, you know, social media and all the rest of it. So I, I love it. I really enjoy the different mediums of being able to communicate with people. And so when it comes to us really, you know, being seen as that expert. And when you're working with a client, what are the different strategies or what's the strategy that we really need to be thinking about to create content that is impactful, that is memorable, that does what we want it to do? What should we be thinking about and asking ourselves? I think people need to start with their values so like really figure out what's important to you you know what what do you stand for you know what do you stand against there is no point being vanilla like that's just wallpaper so you know have an opinion you know do you think people are like a bit scared yeah they are yeah they are yeah of course they are because you can you you know I, I I've got clients who are like someone said something mean in comments I'm like oh you made it girl or someone messaged me and they didn't agree with me and I'm like yeah that's good <laughs> you're causing a reaction and this is the thing you know it's like you can't um yeah you're not going to be for everyone mm. And this is what you've got to understand. And you're in control of what's on your feeds. If someone says something nasty, just delete it. I mean, like, seriously, don't get into an argument with them. I'm not about that. Yeah. You know, um, equally, I'm not about, um, I do see this, I've seen it not so much recently, but like the vulnerability post where people literally tear off all their clothes and tell people everything that's ever happened to them. Not literally, obviously, well, they may yeah. do, but you know what I mean? Like they, they lay it all on the line and don't get me wrong. I think if you're in a good place and it's going to resonate with your idle client and the people you want to work with, I'm go for it. But for a lot of people, they're not ready to share those kind of stories. Amy Porterfield did this great analogy, share the scars not the scabs, right? I was literally about to say that. I'm like, I think that was one of the best, yeah, things I've heard as well. And it's such an important thing. Like when I sometimes when I think back, like I've 
shared podcast where I'm like, you know something, let me tell you about what happened five years ago and like the journey that I've been on because I just, I always find it funny when people are like, you're killing it. I'm like, what does that mean? Um, I'm like, let me tell you about when I failed and when it was rubbish and when I was stressed and when I was like, it was not going well. And I think that, I think that if you're sharing for the intention of relatability, like I've been there, I get it. Like I understand you rather than let me write something vulnerable so that you feel emotionally connected to me. I think it's about the intention. I agree with you. I agree with you. And it's about, and, and that was the next bit I was going to say is that don't feel like you have to share something that you're not ready to share, but equally share something real and authentic. Like you're saying your journey, like, uh, you know, pr- you know, probably like co- corporate life was killing you. You decided to do something different. Um, it's a really familiar, relatable story that people are like, oh my God, that's me. That's me. I, and, and that's what you want from your content. You want people to go, wow, look, look at the transformation. And that was the next piece I was going to say. So it's like, what's the transformation that you bring to people? People don't really care how they get there. They just want to know what the end result is like that's what good sales copy is that's what good social posts are it's like you know you're talking about the pain but what I like to talk about is the possibility so you can talk about don't keep them in their pain take them from pain to possibility yeah because I'm nice like that (laughs) (laughs) because I don't want to keep people in their pain I want them to understand they're in pain this is the kind of sales piece, isn't it? You know, yeah. you hear this all the time, you know, talk about their pain points and that's true, but also share the possibility of what, what it's like, the transformation. Yeah. yeah. It was funny. I had a client a while ago. I love her, bless her. And she, and she's like, oh, can you just take a look at like my copy and my website and all the rest of it? And it was like pain, 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 pain. <laughs> it's just like, you kind of like sell, you've got to sell the dream. Like, you, you know, maybe just like, point a little bit at their pain and articulate (laughs) that you understand it, but maybe let's not really drag them down into it. Like for the whole, like, you know, three scrolls. Um, Let's kind of bring that possibility of that transformation and the opportunity of what's on the other side of that, you know, when they work with you or when they come to you as well. So I think that that's. (laughs) Also, I think this is the other thing, isn't it? Now when it's a really, busy online world and there's people lying on Lamborghinis saying you can make six figures in six weeks and all this stuff you know we need to be a voice of reason and go listen people I've been building this business for years um I have a team of people that help me I'm very very honest I like they're like you're a content queen or machine I'm not sure which you know and I'm like but I get help with that like I didn't start off this way I was writing a newsletter and one blogger a month when I started and putting stuff out on social media, you know, like once a day or something, I wasn't creating a podcast and doing a video every week and all of the things that I do, you know, and this is the thing. I think we need to be honest as well. Like, you know, you see these, these stories and like people aren't an overnight success. It's absolute BS. I'm calling it out. hundred percent. It's like, you know, whenever I speak to people that are super successful, I'm like, oh, so yeah, you're like the 10 years in the making overnight success. And they're like, 
yeah, try like even longer than that, you know, because you might be looking at the business that I'm in now that's been successful, but how about the five businesses that I tried before this one um, that failed, you know, and I've got mentors, uh, online mentors who I just love for that honesty and that transparency of, you know, something, even when you get to a place and I'm doing it in inverted commas of success, there's still things that, you know, are testing you when you're trying different things because the market's always moving. You know, even, you know, when I talk about Clubhouse, like that's just come out and it's a new way of sharing content, engaging with people. I think that that's how it's always going to be. And so our ability to be agile with the content that we create, I think is really important as well. Yeah, absolutely. And also I think uh, another thing that people think is that they have to be all the places. And I'm like, do you know what? Again, this goes back to who is it that you want to work with? Mm. Where are they hanging out and what content do they like consuming? I know it's really like basic stuff here, but that is the truth of it. So I know I've got clients who just do LinkedIn. Mm. They get all, you know, they do um, loads of great stuff on there. They create great content. They create great conversations. It's a brilliant place to actually add your ideal client with with your connections. There aren't many other platforms where you can do that. So you can actively seek out who, who you want to connect with. Um, so yeah, some people have become, you know, great LinkedIn influencers and that's where they focus their time. And again, you know, if, the, if you want corporate contracts, um, you want, uh, you know, ambitious women, all that kind of stuff to work with, it's a great place you know, it might, you know, or Instagram, if you want to work with photographers and visual people, you know, so I think it's also thinking, I don't have to be in all the places, you're better off doing one or two platforms really well. And, and then if you grow a team, you know, you can be, you can sort of spread yourself thinner, if you know, I what know. I mean. we, we but, were just but, talking about building a team as well. And it's just yeah. such a, you know, to, to get more out of what you're doing. I think is another really important part of that content strategy. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And I and I think it, even when you have a team, it's um, again still focusing on one place. Like I have another client um, and friend who still gets all her business from Facebook groups, pop up groups on Facebook. Um, really. And- yeah yeah she gets loads of business from that I know I'm like how <laughs> but you know so, so people I know I mean yeah. they've killed groups haven't they Facebook I don't yes don't yeah. get me started but, but yeah but she creates engaged groups where people buy from her so you know it's still possible so yeah. again I think you have to figure out what works for you I know Instagram's your your playground and you love that and that re- works really well for you but it's adapting using stories, using reels, using their new new things on there, isn't it, to, to keep, keep people engaged? Yeah, it's really interesting as well because for me, like I've hired a new social media person and that's been, that's been really interesting to watch too where I'll speak on Clubhouse, I'll get a whole lot of new followers. Um, we'll then say, you know, thanks for the follow and welcome. Let me know if there's anything I can help with. Uh, and we're getting so many more sales messages now. So even just that, you know, when you build that trust in whatever platform you choose to, whether it's LinkedIn, mm. Clubhouse, wherever, mm. but then really having a strategy for how you're converting that content into business. So I think 
a, not a lot of times, but sometimes people, especially when I do my webinars, I always ask this question, like, what are you spending most of your time on? Answer is nine times out of 10 content creation. Next mm. question is, are you getting what you need out of it? Nine times out of 10, no. And yeah. so what do you say to your clients around like not just having great content, but how you make that content work for you to convert to clients? Exactly. And you've just described a really simple funnel. You talk on, you talk on Clubhouse. Um, in fact, I was in Clubhouse where they, um, there's someone I follow. Um, they've set up a bot which is sending people directly to webinar that's coming out soon for everyone else. He's, he's trialing it. Um, so then you're going to have an automated, you could have an automated funnel, but I think for the kind of people that you want working with, probably having a social media manager sort of answering and responding in a real way, rather than it being a bot yeah. uh, works well for you. Cause you build, you're all about building relationships. So again, it's, it's, it's that simple thing, isn't it? Is building trust on clubhouse, sharing your expertise, they follow you and then you instantly get that engagement. And that's what I found with Clubhouse is that people connect more deeply with you more quickly, don't they, than mm. any other platform because they can hear your voice and your passion and your authenticity. And I think you can hear when people are not necessarily, you Authentic. know. Yeah, I was trying yeah. to say it in a polite way. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to <laughs> full of BS. Yes, yeah, okay. that's the one. That's yeah. the one. So, so you've described something really simple, and I think that's what people forget. Often, I'll do an audit of someone, and I'm like, "When was the last time you did a call to action?" So they'll say something like all this stuff, and then it's like they don't go DM me if you want to know more, or say webinar if you want to join my webinar, or you know, all of that stuff. It's like, what do you want that person to do next? Yeah. And I think people just with content as well, I think people are sometimes scared to have the overt sales content too. And it's not about being salesy. It's not about always having it, but I just think it's so important to have it in the mix. Like literally here's my thing, (laughs) buy Buy it it. amongst all of the free incredible content that you're constantly putting out there and the value that you're giving. It's like, also here's the thing. Do you want to buy it? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm looking to work with five women one-to-one next month. I've only got five places. DM me. <laughs> yes. Know? Or I've got a free guide on how to smash it on Clubhouse. Put in the comments if you want it and I'll send it to you, you know, because people are like, I've got to, you know, people say oh, I've got to set up all these fancy stuff. It's like, no, you don't. You don't have need to set up a funnel and stuff. You can just create a really beautiful PDF, send it to someone and say, how did you find it? Was it useful? you know did you get started on clubhouse and then that's a that's a conversation because that's what people forget isn't it it's like you're creating content to create conversations and that's the other thing I say you'll see people create great content and then there's comments that and they haven't engaged with the comments on the 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 posts that they've created and you're like that's the that's the important bit it's the it's the connections you're creating I know my social media manager's like I went to respond to your comments but you've already responded to them all I'm like go do something else. Like I love to respond to my comments <laughs> Yeah, because I yeah. know the people who are commenting. And so I might have something unique that I would say to them that is relevant to a conversation we've had or something like that. So I think it's just, yeah, I think that connection and that relationship is really important as well. Is there anything else around content? So we were sort of talking about 
you know, um, starting with your values, really taking a look at, you know, what you stand for and what you stand against and really having an opinion. Do you work with clients around that opinion, like that story and that opinion so that they're able to articulate it well or that they know how to position it? Or is it something you kind of leave them to work out? I, I mean, what do you think? I, I mean, I think it's when, when I, when I work with clients, you know, we, we sort of work through, you know, what's important to them, you know, and, and the kind of stories that they can tell with their content. Um, uh, you know, it's something I've been thinking about for a long time is sort of to, to create, a, I'm working on a framework at the moment to sort of help people I love with me that. a framework Claire. yeah <laughs> love a good framework we're gonna yeah so I'm working on that on the moment so sort of like having a whole load of stories kind of in your arsenal if you know what I mean to, mm. to share with the world um and I think it is really important to have that in place and also like we were talking earlier off 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 recording about repurposing and it's like what you can do for example I often start people with one blog you know, because um, I that's how I started, you know, I'd go, OK, I've got this blog, then I'm going to do a Facebook live on it. And now I create my podcast from it because I had like four years worth of blogging. I launched my podcast last September and I'm like, well, I've got all these scripts sort of ready to go. And then I would just throw in some sort of case studies and stories um, around the blog that I'd written. Mm. So, again, so I've made them work harder and they're like 10 minute episodes Someone's mm. like, I get message like, I've just binged listened to you like in my car. Yeah. <laughs> I've just done six episodes in a row, but I'm like, that's only an hour. Yeah. <laughs> I get worried when people say that. I'm like, that's six hours. Like, yeah, switch six- it off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so it. that's been really fun. So, so suddenly I've got, you know, I've got a podcast, a Facebook Live, and then the Facebook Live I do on StreamYard. And we, it goes out onto LinkedIn, it goes to my Facebook group, it goes to my Facebook page, and then we, uh, we download it and upload it to IGTV. Amazing, I love so, it. So that's one video a week has gone in four different places and it's come from one blog. And then we'd also pull out maybe six, depending on the blog, but three, three to six um, posts as well, probably from that. And, and, and then don't forget, you're still, you're creating um, graphics and things around your podcast as well, aren't you? So yeah. um, we do a, like a wave graphic as well. So for me, start with a, what I call a core bit of content. So for me, I like, it, it could be your podcast, it could be a video, it could be a blog. And then if you're starting off with a podcast, you can send that. You can use otter.ai and get the transcript done or I send it to Red. saw that recently. Oh, yeah. Have you or used send it? it to Red. I've used it a little bit with clients to voice note and things because the other thing I like to do is go out walking. Um, and I, do, I have clients that I go and walk and talk with because I'm also nearly a trained coach well nearly an ICF coach I've been doing coaching training as well so I've got this thing about going out for a walk and then Mm. writing so you're in creative flow um so um so people that get stuck I'm like get outside go for a walk I was talking to a client yesterday said I've been listening Claire so when I can't write my content I go for a walk and then I come back and I write it and I'm like yay so so yeah it's a bit of so again that's a kind of unique thing because that's what I love to do but I know that if you sat staring at your screen and lockdown has really 
exacerbated this you're stuck it's looking at the same four walls you like you might love your husband but you've been working at home for a year with him and suddenly you know like you're like I just need to see a different face mm-hmm. um you know that kind of thing you know you need to get out and stimulate yourself and like the cadence of walking gets you in into flow as well so um and then come back and write yeah so that's kind of my thing that I get a lot of people to do as well um but the repurposing thing is, you know, decide where what you're good at. I've got clients who are a lot, often they're like leadership coaches and things like that. And they're like, I hate writing. Like, I don't like writing. Don't make me write. I'm like, yeah, don't That's make me. me. 100%. Yeah. I always say I hate, nine times out of 10, I hate writing. I can talk underwater, but don't ask me to, to write, which is why I really like, uh, you know, like I recently gave my SEO blog writer a couple of transcripts of me speaking and she turned them into exactly blogs that work yeah and 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 you're playing to your strengths but there's probably a lot more you could do with all the videos and webinars and stuff that you've got that could be transcribed and made into killer content yeah you know and and that's the thing and that's going to work and that's what I love about blogs is they work while you're sleeping to drive traffic to your site because some people are like oh why would I bother blogging and I'm like because it helps with organic search it gets people traffic to your site and you know your your website's your shop window mm-hmm. um don't get me wrong people have built really successful businesses without a website but if you're just relying on Instagram to get clients and they decide to close your account you're pretty screwed yeah. and that's what that's why you need to be and getting them onto your it does happen and that's why um, we always go on about building an email list. And that would be my other bit of advice was, is, you know, decide on your core bit of content and figure out how you're going to make the most of it, make your content work harder for you. And then also build your email list. With yeah. So because we own our website and we own our email list and, you know, whatever happens like clubhouse is changing massively at the moment there's going to be paid for clubs and stuff on there so we don't know what that's going to look like you know um we knew it was coming uh because there's no way you're going to get that kind of free content forever yeah Uh, (laughs) 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 um but you know so everything you know these platforms create this, these big waves to monetize them they're not just there to yeah for the greater good unfortunately they you know they want to make money from the platform so they're figuring out how that's how that's going to work so for me that's what that's about so it's you know storytelling work you know making sure your website has got blogs on it and also it's a great way to answer frequently asked questions and again if you don't like writing embed video yeah, you know, embed video or and again, obviously, you've got the show notes from your podcast as well. Um, yeah. But again, they could actually be turned into blogs in, on top of the show notes. Yeah, that's what we're doing because it was really interesting. Neil Patel, who is the SEO guru, oh dude. yeah, oh, I love that man. Do you love yeah. him? Do you love him? He's <laughs> an interesting one. So I was watching a video ages ago. Actually, I think he was on Amy Porterfield's podcast and she was saying to him that she doesn't write, what did she say? She doesn't write like SEO rich 
show notes or something like that. And he was like, well, Google's really smart and can tell when audio is on a page. And so what he suggested is write your show notes, but then write a full blog and make sure that's SEO rich and then like have that so that it's working for you. And so that's what we're doing now too. So we're, we've got shorter show notes with the audio and then we've got an SEO rich blog post that we obviously want traffic to come through. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So no, that's working really well. So I think that, you know, something, I think that based on some of the things that you shared, that's definitely some key things that my listeners can go through. And I'll have all of that in the show notes as well, which is start with values, know what you're for and against, have an opinion, share real and authentic stories. What's the transformation for your client? Really looking at that pain to possibility. And then also just really looking at that repurposing and not being everywhere, but being clever and strategic with the content that you create, having that hero piece and then distributing it as well. Do you feel like I've summarised that well, Claire? God, you're you're good, aren't you? (laughs) It's obviously, but your audio is your thing, isn't it? You retain and... No, I wrote notes. I'm all about the notes. That's what I always say. I sound pretty coherent there. Totally (laughs) coherent. That's what I always say. I'm like, when you want to be clear and to the point, write it down and then, you know, you don't have to rely on your memory because my memory is terrible. I can't remember what I did yesterday. But anyway, um, so no, I really appreciate that. So for my listeners who want to find out more about you, what kind of businesses do you work with and what do you do specifically for them? So at the moment, I work with clients one-to-one and helping them with pitching to the press. So we didn't really talk about that. I know, So figuring out what their story is and how to get in the media. And also, obviously, the content marketing piece. So getting started with that and getting really clear on their voice and their message and the kind of content that works for them. That's what I'm all about. I'm like, don't do stuff that makes you unhappy. Do things that you bring joy. So so, so, so I do that. I also have a membership called the Cracking Content Club um, where we have guest ex- experts and I do a weekly Q&A. And um, obviously I've got the podcast, the Cracking Content podcast, so and a free Facebook group called Cracking Content. So if you Google Cracking Content, you'll probably find me. <laughs> you'll find all the things. Well, we'll have all of your links in the show notes and all the links to all of that as well. And I'll also have the link to my podcast episode on Cracking Content with Claire too. So you can go and check it all out in one place. So thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Loved our conversation. Thank you. It's been fun. Love talking to Claire. I think she's so fun and super knowledgeable. So make sure you go check her out. All of her links will be in the show notes. And I think that she summarized some of those key points that you need to be thinking about when you're creating content. I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like the majority of the things that we do in our business a lot of the time is around content, whether you're creating content for clients, for yourself, for marketing, all the rest of it. It needs to be something that you get better and better at as a business owner as well. So really enjoyed this conversation and I hope you did too. 
But that's it for another week. It has been amazing to have you here as always. And remember to follow me on all socials at Suze Chadwick. But thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, then I would love you to leave a review so that others can find the podcast and come and hang out with us every week. The music to this podcast was created by Ixon on SoundCloud. Until next time, have an awesome week and make sure you keep playing big and branding bold.